morning I went to the women's march in slow it was very moving and actually I was really surprised I didn't think that I was even going to get a chance to participate because like you might have to go to big city to participate. Right, exactly. I was really happy that it was organized in San Luis Obispo because I feel like, you know, we're lucky that people took the time and energy to do that. Anyway, I was really surprised that when I got there, I sort of was rushing because I was running late and was thinking that I'd have to meet up with them after they'd already started going. And then I got there and there were so many people. I was so overwhelmed by the volume of participants that my first reaction when I saw people spilling out of the streets and out of the park and just so many people, I immediately burst into tears. <laughs> you did? <laughs> Wow. Because I was just astonished and I put my sunglasses on because I was so embarrassed. There was tears streaming down my face and it wasn't a solemn occasion. People were screaming and cheering and smiling and happy because everyone had come together in this great way. But I wasn't expecting that many people and... I don't think anybody was expecting that many people. Um, no, I don't think so. But I lived on Bouchon across the street from that park for a few years and saw a lot of events and demonstrations happen in that park and never ever saw anything that came close to this. It was really, really amazing. And the diversity in the crowd I thought was incredible because like I told you, I expected to see a ton of women and college students and I did not anticipate so many men and old people <laughs> and very young people and women with babies on their backs and front packs and strollers and kids of every age and gender marching around with their parents and I was just blown away. I couldn't believe it. I didn't expect that. I think it's kind of naive to say this, but what I learned from that crowd was that there's no segment of the population left unoffended by this situation. And seeing elderly people with canes and walkers or on electric scooters trying to protest and hold signs while walking with a cane in pouring rain. Right, like this is very important. Right. I mean, that was very interesting and heartbreaking, really. But also heartening to see that people are willing to come out when it's pouring. I mean, not raining, pouring rain. And it's cold. And I saw this little girl who was probably nine years old and she was soaking wet and freezing, like shaking. And her mom said, are you okay? And she put her soaking wet sweater on her head and tied it around her face and threw her arms up. And she's all, I came prepared. <laughs> and it's like, you know, she was old enough to understand what was going on and also old enough to complain about it. <laughs> oh, right. But instead, she was enthusiastic and willing to put up with being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I saw that same sort of thing, I mean, just over and over again, and that was amazing. I wasn't there, but every Facebook post today was pretty much pictures from the march, and... It just seemed like nobody has probably experienced something like that. Just the sheer amount of people and I don't know. Well, I'm amazed by the way that this has sort of spiderwebbed from an idea to a national movement to a global event. And I think it's incredible that 750,000 people marched in Los Angeles 
I think it was 30 major cities in the U.S. and 600 small towns, and it's just amazing. I think that's what I was trying to say. I feel like it's the thing where a lot of people are saying, I've never seen anything like this, this many people coming together. Yeah, I just keep repeating amazing and incredible in my head, but it really was. It was something special. And I think that all of the signs that you saw, you know, whether on social media or in the marches themselves all over the place, were so amazing. And and so creative and some of them were so funny but also I saw a lot of signs about you know the march was bigger than women and the march was bigger than women's rights it's easy to forget so many people have been affected and offended by what's happening and a lot of the signs were about health care a lot of the signs were about reproductive rights obviously a lot of the signs were about science and climate change and environmental impact so it's like across the board I just think it was fascinating yeah you don't like to get political and I get it <laughs> I understand but I feel like it's hard to experience something like that and participate in it and then not have dialogue about it and I definitely want to acknowledge and talk about it and I'd also like to say that I am not necessarily a very vocally political person but I feel that this situation has caused very apolitical people to sort of be swept up and carried out into the streets literally because it's affected us all in such a huge way and I think we've really became very complacent and it's forced us not to be. Oh yeah, there's tons of people that are starting their Facebook posts off with I normally don't get political on here and these are people I've never heard say anything political. Exactly. But they feel so strong now with this situation they just can't keep it in anymore and it's crazy. Like, I've never seen that. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I also want to acknowledge the fact that we're business owners and I don't necessarily feel that being political or I guess voicing your political views and small business, they don't necessarily go hand in hand. And I, I definitely feel like religion, politics, there's that divide between professionalism and your personal views or opinions. And I certainly am not going to have that dialogue or bombard... <laughs> customers with my opinions. Right. But I have to say that I have a lot of respect for the business owners who have been brave enough to acknowledge their views publicly. Yeah, it's awesome. Because you're taking a risk when you do that and you may isolate some people or turn off your customers and it's the last thing we want to do as small business owners. But I don't think that this is a situation where you can necessarily be mute about it and, you know, and feel good about yourself. And also because we have sort of a creative background and we are artsy I think that gives us a little more license to <laughs> <laughs> express ourselves you think so yeah definitely you know you're not wearing a suit and tie to work and I don't wear nylon stockings and <laughs> <laughs> you should start and I feel like if I can wear my crazy outfits then I can talk about my crazy thoughts too <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> What else do you want to say about it? Well, I want to hear what you have to say. I've said a lot. Oh, yeah, it's the choral episode. No, it's not. I know you have a lot to say about this, and you're just scared to say it. Well, in a way, why talk about it? Because a lot of people have the same opinion. It's like, I saw so many Facebook posts, and it was just everyone saying the same thing over and over. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think that was also one reason why it was so eye-opening to be at the march itself, because it wasn't just the same sort of feminist rhetoric 
rhetoric that you've been hearing or I've been seeing and hearing for, right. you know, since November 9th. From anything in real life is way better than online. Obviously. Like, you can never ex- get that experience online of what it's like to be surrounded by thousands of people all passionate about Well, that was the thing. Passionate thing. about dot, dot, dot. So many things. So many different things. I mean, it was such a broad spectrum of issues, and that was amazing to yeah, see. Yeah, that is amazing. I will say that yesterday I felt kind of humiliated and also sort of disappointed in my country and today I felt so proud of everyone around the entire U.S. and people that were being brave and being strong and standing up for what they believe in and shouting out about it and even just quietly protesting or making their voices and opinions known. That's the first time that I've felt proud of my country since November 9th at all. And I felt very, very proud today. That's good. Yeah. And you almost didn't go. I've been sick. (laughs) (laughs) I've had the flu. Yeah. She's not crying. It sounds like you might be crying. (laughs) I'm not crying. Although I did cry a lot today. Right. But you're not now. And it's late. It's been a long day. Yeah. I'd like to hear your thoughts about the situation. Like, how do you feel? And why won't you talk about it? I love all these people getting together, and it's awesome, and it shows that people care and are very passionate, but how effective is all of that? Like, what's that going to do? Well, I think that's sort of the thing, is this movement and this momentum behind the march and behind people just gathering in droves in general, it's not the culmination, it's the catalyst, in that what you're hoping will happen and what the intention is, is that this is going to be the spark that sort of fans out and lights all these fires in people and like I said I think we'd become complacent and so many people felt that things were chugging along okay and we had the Affordable Care Act and you know reproductive rights were protected something like this happens and Donald Trump is elected and sworn in and suddenly his first act as president was to reform the Affordable Care Act and I mean we sort of knew that that was going to happen and it was disappointing and scary but the act of it actually happening I think is it's here and it's a reality now and that's just the first day as president so what I mean by this being the catalyst is you're hoping that the population is awake now and aware and that people coming out by the thousands and the tens of thousands and the hundreds of thousands those people aren't just going to go home and now pout and sit on the couch or complain to their friends they're going to make real changes and pay attention and push back against laws and changes that he may implement. There were a lot of immigrants and families of immigrants marching today, and obviously a huge concern is his idea of rounding people up and expelling them from this country. Children born to immigrants being rounded up and sent away. That's horrifying, just on a personal level, because our kids go to school with kids that were born in this country to immigrants, and they've known for a while, and those are their friends, and they're just like our kids, obviously. And the thought of them being sent away because their parents weren't born here is scary and awful. So the idea is that you can't be complacent anymore. The time for that is over. And having a movement like this shows you that people aren't going to accept complacency and they're not going to accept not being involved or paying attention anymore. And that's 
So is probably the, hope- the biggest challenge I think going forward is that it's not just a one day event. It's an ongoing conversation and the population watching and paying attention and talking and speaking out every day. So the hope is that something like this obviously creates a bunch of awareness and maybe the people in charge will take note well, and maybe just, put their own opinions aside. Not just hopefully that they'll take note, but if they're an elected official and their constituents are harassing them on the phone and writing letters and protesting and speaking out, how can they not hear it? You're not giving them a reason or a way to ignore you anymore. So you have to not just, you know, you make a sign and you march one day and you've done your part. Your part is now to make your elected officials accountable. And that means you write letters and you make phone calls and you talk to people and you don't just hide behind the idea that making your political views personal and private is okay anymore. I don't think that it is. I think that it's something that you need to be willing to have dialogue about. And I think that's a scary thing because I'm not someone who's really interested in sharing my political views. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I don't want to hear people's political views. I don't want to tell mine. And in some ways, I don't follow enough to even be part of the conversation. That's how I feel about some of it. That makes sense. A lot of what I see, at least online too, it's just people preaching to the choir. It's like, okay, fine, do your Facebook post and all your friends are like, oh, that's so, I totally agree with you. It's like, who, you're not convincing anybody. Isn't part of the whole situation to persuade people to think a new way? It's like, if your favorite color is black, it's pointless for me to be like, hey, black's a really cool color. Right. Well, yeah, but you can't just assume you share the same views as anyone. And that's something that I've learned also recently, more so than I knew before. There are people that I've known my whole life who don't share the same opinions and don't share the same views, and that's okay. But you also, obviously, I want to respect anyone's opinions and even if they're different from my own but I think basic human rights and basic decency decency is universal no matter what your political views are I mean you hope that it's universal I just get frustrated with the fact that so many people are hung up on labels yeah it's I do like too. Republicans have to be conservative and right. Democrats have to be liberal and that's too black and white there's too many things in between that mess that up it's like you can be a Republican and think abortion's okay yeah but it seems like people maybe have a checklist and it's like well I don't agree with that but I'm supposed to because I'm a Republican yeah it's like no you don't it's like a Catholic could have premarital sex and still be it doesn't mean they're not a catholic anymore because they did something they're not supposed to it's just there's no way you can fit every possible description no you can't tick every box yeah exactly and it's last month i feel like people try to and it's not clean it's just (laughs) (laughs) no it's not it's messy it's messy that was one of the big issues with people voting down the ballot if they're republican they vote for all the republican issues and parties and if they're a democrat the same and there's no way you could agree with all of that stuff yeah it's lazy voting (laughs) yeah it's crazy yeah it's weird so with all of that said what will you be doing every day to make your voice heard or to make a difference okay so my personal goal this is really due to obama's speech that he made two days ago where he sort of called upon us to engage in daily acts of citizenship and that was a way of being patriotic and i'm making a point of emailing legislators 
on issues that are important to me and yeah that's so you want <laughs> you're going to you're going to write letters yes i'm going to you're send... a great letter writer <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are you have a great way with words not on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> when you can think about it and write it and edit it then you're super good at writing i love reading what you write Thanks. You're welcome. So that's my intention, to spend the next four years harassing (laughs) legislators. (laughs) Four years. Yeah. And also to be more open to issues and, I guess, things that don't necessarily apply to me directly. I've sort of been really good at tuning those things out, and I don't want to tune out anymore. I want to not be surprised. I don't want to think it's eye-opening when I hear or read about something or some injustice. I want to know about it as You want to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's good. It's yeah. easy to ignore everything, and sometimes it's better. It makes life a little simpler. Like, ignorance really is bliss sometimes. Yeah. Until they take away your rights. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, it's not bliss anymore. It's not bliss anymore. Today was really a tangible reminder of that. I've been watching Chelsea on Netflix a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, we both have, but she has some really good guests on there sometimes. And one of the guys, I think it was could have been the mayor of Los Angeles or somebody like that was just saying a lot of people worry about what the president is doing or Mm -hmm. what the the top end of the political spectrum what those people are doing but what you really need to do is focus on the local level yeah exactly it's like work in your community and that kind of starts the outreach and do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. can you explain it better no I suck at at talking (laughs) about stuff like that you know if you are reaching for the very top tier that's pretty high up and it's harder to hear you. And if you kind of come down, there's more of them and they're at your level. And you'll be heard. You will be heard, exactly. So that's why I'm starting at legislation. Right. <laughs> at that level. Yeah, that sounds good. I kind of want to talk about the signs that... Are we going to get more fun now? <laughs> it's not fun. No. <laughs> talk about the Women's March. I don't want to talk about any politics at all. This is all for you. Well, I think it's silly to not acknowledge something this huge mm-hmm. and that we, or I guess I, participated in also. And I think that a lot of our following has also participated, so it's relevant. That makes sense. But yeah, I would really love to talk about the science for a minute because... Let's talk science. Just from a creative perspective, I mean, they were phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> There were so many signs that I saw that I thought, oh my god, I'm going to follow her until the end and frame that. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Did you write some down or did you take pictures? I did take some pictures. There are a lot of pictures of cats to replace the word pussy. (laughs) (laughs) And the hats. Oh yeah, I saw a lot of hats. So there have been a lot of jokes and memes and things about... The size of Donald Trump's hands. Have you seen these? I saw a couple. Okay. So there was a sign that said, you'll never fill Obama's gloves. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Oh, this one's a perfect one for you. Here's a sign that says, so bad even introverts are here. I mean, it doesn't get more perfect than that. Yeah. Sums it up 100%. <laughs> Yes, we can defeat your spray tan. (laughs) I wish my uterus shot bullets so the government wouldn't regulate it. (laughs) (laughs) They put some thought into that one. 1968 is calling. Don't answer. (laughs) (laughs) 
nasty women love bad hombres. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh god, this was so good. So, someone printed a big black and white photo of Hillary Clinton in high school, like her high school yearbook photo, and said, voted most popular 2016. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Did you see this guy? No, why? I think that's supposed to look like a swastika, and it says Trump, and apparently he was wearing a hat that said Make America Great Again. Oh, I did want to talk to you about that. So, I forgot to tell you, when we were marching, there were a couple of times, just from where I stood, sort of in the procession of marchers, where someone would not be part of the crowd and part of the march, but they were standing on the sidewalk with signs, like pro-Trump signs, oh. and then sort of come into the march just in front of news cameras or someone taking photos and holding up this pro-Trump sign and it was so fascinating the way that the marchers sort of dealt with them and I was trying to explain it to my dad on the phone but these people would come in off of the sidewalk step down off the curb and sort of try to melt into the march right in front of the news cameras and these marching women and men that had you know their signs would kind of sandwich them mm -hmm. and block their signs <laughs> on both sides that's funny but in a really sort of lighthearted and kind of almost jovial way, like a dancing and sandwiching their signs and sort of just squeezing around them and melting into them. And I saw this happen over and over again. Really? And they'd try to move their sign and get it out of the way. And I mean, these are really aggressive signs. Like one of them that was right next to me said, abortionists and feminists have the same answer to every question. Kill, kill, kill. What? <laughs> Yeah, that particular sign got sandwiched in between a sign that said love trumps hate and a sign that said build bridges, not walls. <laughs> and That's pretty interesting. I thought that was so apt. <laughs> Yeah. But that happened over and over again. And what was really so amazing, too, was the number of really, really sweet and very positive messages on these signs. I mean, I've read a few of the really funny ones or the ones that I thought were unique and funny, but so many of them were about love. And how can you not... <laughs> <laughs> just feel good about that. I mean, people protesting for love and positivity and human rights, and I just don't get it how you could be opposed to that and come out with a sign that says, kill, 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 with your Trump hat. That's crazy. Yeah. Does that guy think they're going to persuade somebody? Like well, someone's going to be like, I like what you're saying. I'm putting my <laughs> sign down. Let me walk with you. I have no idea, but he got so frustrated by these women smiling and dancing and waving their signs and that's crazy he finally got really fed up <laughs> <laughs> and stepped back onto the sidewalk and then sort of stomped away <laughs> love did trump hate exactly <laughs> yeah someone on here put a post and it said our march made the new york times like that's the slow march What's the population of slow, roughly? According to Google, San Luis population in 2013 was 46,377. 
So when we were stopped at one point by the police barricade, I asked the police officer how many people they estimated were there. And he said they were anticipating 2,000 to 2,800 people. And now they were estimating it was at 10,000. That's a lot of people. And it's a pretty small town. Population 46,000. Yeah. 10,000 people showed up in the pouring rain. Yeah, imagine if it was sunny. I'm blown away. But that's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it's a good-sized chunk of the population. Yeah. There were men with signs that said they were marching on behalf of their wives who were in Washington, D.C. Really? Yeah. No way. And there were men with signs that said they were marching on behalf of every woman they've ever loved. Wow. There were women, you know, elderly women that said, my grandmother was a suffragette and I'm marching for her. It was amazing. I was talking to my dad on the phone about this and he was saying that when people are confused and taken aback and kind of caught off guard, and I think a lot of people were at the end of this election, that coming together and having an outlet for your frustration and your confusion is really cathartic. And it was. I mean, it gives you something to channel that into and that I think has been really powerful. You know you're not alone. Yeah, you know you're not alone. I just feel like... Hopeful. Yeah, everybody's concerned and everyone's got things to be worried about, but to be able to come together and know that you're united in this worry and you're not crazy, you're not just spinning these crazy thoughts and anxiety about what's going to happen, I think that is healing in a way. It makes you feel like you're part of a tribe, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, it's sort of heartening to see so many people from every background and every color and gender and orientation and class and we all care. And that's <laughs> so amazing because we are isolated sometimes in our homes and our little devices and things. And this is really, I mean, look at the amount of people that this is united. It's just unbelievable. It makes me think of the V for Vendetta movie. <laughs> Totally. There's that quote in there where he says, people shouldn't be afraid of their governments, the governments should be afraid of their people. Yeah. And it seems like when this many people get together, it should have some effect, especially if people are going to do things like what you want to do. Right. But not just want to do, you actually have to do it. It's like, follow through, don't just show up at the march and be all, hey, I'm, I helped. Like, right. that doesn't... Here's my Instagram post. See? Yeah. And all your <laughs> friends that believe the same things you believe are just going to reinforce yeah. your beliefs. You have no. to do something bigger. Yeah. You really... But it's... hopefully this inspires a lot of people to be more involved. Well, I certainly hope so. I mean, this march has been a huge global event and certainly in our own country, unignorable. But I sort of see it as like a pebble in a pond and it has to just fan out from there. That's a good way to put it. But there's a lot of momentum and a lot of outrage and that has to be channeled somehow. So hopefully other people will take action. And I think they will. I mean, just showing up and yeah, putting the time and energy and effort into this takes a lot. So it's a lot easier to sit back on a couch and bitch and complain and make posts online. But people really pulled it together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. There was a picture I saw in here earlier. Somebody actually had an aerial shot of San Luis. That's neat. There's so many people. It looked like the front of the march had reached the back end of the march. It did. You were there. Yeah, but I was at the very front. It took 20 minutes before they let us continue But in on. the picture, it just looks like a band of people around the, whatever radius the route was. Find the picture. I want to see it. 
Okay. So at this point... You can't tell the front from the back because it's just a big giant circle yeah. of people. Were you guys marching opposite of the way the traffic flows? Yes. I got confused in one picture that I saw. It was pretty crazy. So at this point, we are standing by that bank, and the police won't let us continue on until people stop funneling out of Mitchell Park. So they stopped us right here, and it took 20 minutes. And for 20 minutes, we're standing here. Oh, so all these people are building up behind you. Yeah, yelling and cheering and like <laughs> waving at the people still coming out of Mitchell Park. That is so crazy. And it was so amazing because every time we passed these side streets, and we saw them down here, here. Like the first time we passed and we saw them down here, we were like, what? We can see them. <laughs> and then we got to the next one and we could see them again and the next one again. So and the crazy. more we saw them, the more we were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many people. Yeah. And then at the very end, they stopped us and they just kept coming. Oops. You couldn't even see where it ended. Yeah. I don't know where they were walking from at that point. If only that many people would make it out to bike night. <laughs> <laughs> to your art shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have more to say about your stuff? I have to say that I wish you would participate more in this conversation. <laughs> Because I know that you have really interesting opinions, and we've talked about this a lot. I don't have any interesting opinions. Yes, you just do. A, we just complain about Trump being a retard. I was thinking about the people that refused to vote for Hillary Clinton just because they didn't like Hillary Clinton, not because they thought Donald Trump would be a better president than she would. And I thought about this last night in the bathtub. I don't know why. But to me, Hillary Clinton, I think of her kind of like how you would think of a mother-in-law, where you might not see eye to eye on everything, but you know damn well she's not going to burn the house down, that she loves your kids <laughs> with all her heart. Like she would die for them. And I feel like the country are the kids in that situation. Uh, yeah. And she may not make exactly the same choices that you want or have the same views on everything. Or you just might not like her personality or who she is as a person. You're not going to be her best friend. That's fine. But her priority is the same as yours. Like, who would you trust with your children more than your mother-in-law? Right. You might get along better with the babysitter, but <laughs> you're gonna trust them. You're more. gonna trust the mother-in-law more. Yeah, that's how I kind of feel about her. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are just anti-voting. Yeah, is that the right term? Anti-her voting. Right. Voting for the opposition just to not give her their vote. Or I think a lot of people were so convinced that she was going to win that they just didn't need to show up. It's pretty ignorant. Yeah, but I think that really happened. And the fact that she had 2.9 million votes over him in the popular vote, that's significant. Yeah. So it divides the nation in a really sad way and people feel burned. <laughs> I read a quote yesterday and it was by Audra McDonald. She said, Remember, we are not crowning a king or bowing down to a dictator. Today, our new employee starts his temp job. We are his boss. I saw that today, too. That's <laughs> <And> great. <laughs> I keep replaying that in my head because... It's the only way to get through the next four years. It makes me feel so much better. <laughs> Just to keep saying it to mantra. myself. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And it's so true. It's, you know, politicians are not stationary. They come and go. They're not monarchs. <laughs> They're not dictators. They're temporary. And that's really a good reminder. I love it. It's a great quote. 
thought that too when I saw it. I was like, <laughs> awesome. She's a genius. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would also like to say something funny. No, it's not funny, actually. Is this another quote? Yeah, it's interesting. Or at least it was to me. Well, I'm very anxious to hear it. Okay, let me find it. Okay, so I told you yesterday that I was listening to this Swedish podcast. Yes. And it was fascinating to me because it's a couple. They're Swedish. They live in Berlin. And they're just having a conversation amongst themselves mm-hmm. on their podcast. They um, have a podcast? <laughs> yeah. And I'm listening Everybody to Everybody has it. a freaking podcast. <laughs> And it was really interesting to hear an outsider's opinion because obviously they're very far removed from this situation, but it's huge. It affects the world who's leading the United States. Anyway, I thought this was fascinating because they weren't speaking to an American audience. They were just talking on this little podcast that they have. And they said, I'd love to say I pay close attention to American politics because I'm just concerned for global events, economy, and trying to stay aware. But really, it's like the Real Housewives of Washington. (laughs) Who needs reality TV when we have American politics? It's Mm. a circus. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like we're a big mockery. We are right now. Yeah. Have you seen the clips of him fighting someone on the World Wrestling Federation stage? What? Yeah. (laughs) I mean... No? Okay, there was a sign today that said, Impeach the Insane Clown President. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Insane Clown Posse? Right. But it made me think of this video clip that I had seen. Can I ask you, do you feel compelled as an artist to have a a political (laughs) voice at all? No. (laughs) okay i was just curious well i think it's really silly that people are going to dedicate time to drawing a portrait of somebody they don't like to get a point across Mm -hmm. it's like don't put your energy towards that yeah i agree with that picture about somebody you do like yeah the whole law of attraction kind of thing yeah but then of course i think of also selling it and who's gonna buy (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) i can't help but think about selling it so if it's a cartoon or something in a syndicated newspaper By all means, get your drawing, your artwork, and your opinion and your thoughts out there. Yeah. People are going to see it, and that's great, but for a painter to spend 15 hours making a painting to make fun of Donald Trump, it's just like a waste of time and energy, Yeah. I think. I guess I wasn't thinking about paintings of him, but a lot of people spent a lot of time coming up with these... I mean, some of them were beautiful and (laughs) really well done signs. And it made me think how amazing to have the ability to express something like that in that format. I just think it's really neat. Yeah, I think so. And even just the graphic on the t-shirt. I mean, it's really well done. Yeah, that's cool. I like that graphic. Yeah. I was just wondering if... I mean, obviously, your See, art's not political political in any way and doesn't really, you don't put messages out there, but I know that you have opinions and pretty strong ones, and do you ever feel like you are holding back at all from expressing them in your art? It doesn't ever cross my mind to put them in my artwork, so I'm not holding back. That's good. Yeah, teacher graphic's really cool, but that's graphic design kind of right. art. It's not yeah. something else, which I'm not, good at seen... that. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. So many really amazing designs just in the last two weeks that I think are so brilliant and so beautiful. If you have a way to distribute the image, then yeah, dedicate the time. Yeah. But the ones I've seen are also from a positive perspective. Yeah, that's good. They haven't been negative things. I like that. Negative imagery. Yeah. There's enough negative stuff out there. I don't want to contribute to that. Yeah. 
You're pretty artistic. Have you thought about doing something? No, just because I don't have any reason to. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> There's enough out there. We can just share what's out there. Yeah, but also I'm not trying to make artwork to sell it or make artwork to display it anywhere even. So. Yeah, but that would be making it to get a point across. Well, I don't have art fans or a following <laughs> that are, you know, waiting for what I'm going to release next. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need that. You have 7,000 Instagram followers. On our business page. Yeah. Didn't yeah. you post the t-shirt picture on there? Well, I invited people to come in and make a poster. So I'm going to get you some markers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to draw a picture tonight. Tonight? <laughs> yes, tonight. Okay. Okay, well, I have a question for you. Kind of goes back to our second episode when we talked about you with your zines and then your blogging and then turning into a podcast. So you want your thoughts and opinions out there. Mm -hmm. So what's the point of uploading this conversation for you? To acknowledge this event that moved me literally to tears, which also has impacted and moved so many other people around the country and around the world. And I think not acknowledging and not having this conversation and not taking the time to have this conversation is irresponsible and bizarre. I mean, you can't ignore something like 10,000 people showing up to march through San Luis Obispo and not have respect for that. I mean, that's amazing. It's incredible and it's beautiful. All day long, this was the dialogue and this was the conversation. And even between you and I, we talked about this all day. And between my mom and I, and between my best friend and I, and my five-year-old, he talked about this all day. Yeah. How can we not have this conversation and put it out there and say, we're right there with you. And whether we marched alongside you or share the same opinions or we have the same fears, we are in solidarity with you. And it's just another way of showing that we're united. And I think that's so important. I mean, we're the United Effing States. And this country is so... Not united at the not moment. Not united at the moment. And every little act and big thing and tiny thing that we can do to feel like we're together, I think you have to. It's important. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I had another question, but I was so into your answer that I was focusing on your words and not on my thoughts in my head, <laughs> which is very respectful. Thanks so much. Oh yeah, I was going to say that. I was very proud of you for going to the march. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it just takes a lot for you to do stuff like that. You have to really believe in it, and you didn't even know what you were getting yourself into. No. You didn't know it would affect you this way, but it's no, affected you pretty profoundly, and it seems yeah. like your whole life is different in a way. You have new thoughts and perspectives and opinions on people, and there are probably people there that you've had conversations with and you don't like them but now you have this together that's actually true i saw someone there that i don't particularly like but i have a lot of respect for her right now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and that's a lot of people it's like let's forget everything and we're together in this and yeah yeah i mean i cannot stress enough how profound it was to see people from all walks of life there were homeless people in that march. I mean, literally, there were big, oh. giant, pregnant people. There were just everyone that you can imagine has been affected and has decided to leave their house, get up, and stand up for what they believe in in a very public way. And that is yeah, just I'm kind of bummed I didn't get to experience incredible. it. Yeah, I am too. I'm really bummed. Should have closed the store. <laughs> yeah. 
I wish that we had because that was something that I will never ever forget and I've never seen before. Yeah, I like the signs that some of the older women carried that said things like, I'm doing this march so my granddaughters don't have to. Yeah. And then the old ladies with the signs that are, <laughs> you, I'm sure you saw this in there online, but it's, I can't believe I'm still protesting this shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's like, you know, they protested to get women to vote and stuff. Right. And to get and, birth control and to end the Vietnam War. So I guess that's proof it all worked. Mm-hmm. Like they did it then and they got their point across and now it's unfortunate that it's in jeopardy. It does feel in jeopardy. It's a weird feeling because I've benefited from those past generations marching and protesting and using their voice. And I have all my life reaped those rewards. And now is the first time in my life that I feel really, really that those freedoms are at risk. And it's a new sensation for me. And it's a bizarre and scary thing. Yeah, once they're in place, you just figure this is how it is now. Right. We're solid. We're solid, but today it does not feel solid. And on that note, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. I don't know what to say. What should we say? We say, oh, my stepmom sent me a message from the Women's March in San Diego today, and it was her favorite chant that they had while they were marching, and it was, we want a leader, not a creepy tweeter. <laughs> <laughs> so let's end with that. Let's end with that.